Welcome to Brand Me. I'm Preston Conrad, and on this show, we'll talk all things branding, from launching a product line to owning your side hustle. We'll talk to the movers, the shakers, the thought leaders. What do you say we finally stop focusing on brands X, Y, and Z and focus on Brand Me? Let's start the show. Today's episode is brought to you by my brand, Preston Conrad Home. Living a stylish life does not have to be overly complicated or expensive. The magic of home decor is really made through the fun finishing touches, which quite too often come with big box middlemen and luxury brand price tags. With Preston Conrad Home, everybody can now inject major style into their space with minimal effort and no furniture shopping required with our new luxury home fragrance collection. Just in time for fall, you can choose from five stunning luxury candle scents, all made in America, or our new hand wash collection, both of which will instantly transport yourself to another world while transforming your space at the very same time. As a listener of today's show, you can take 10% off of your purchase of any single item on Preston Conrad Home using the offer code BRANDME. That's PrestonConradHome.com, offer code BRANDME. Well, I, I think it's the, it's the, you know, the fact that we get to build it from the ground up. That's what was really exciting, that we get to create a foundation of what the brand ethos is. On today's episode, I am sitting down with Garrett Swan and Tom Spate. They are the co-founders of the men's underwear brand, Alfex. And this episode is really interesting if you are looking to start your own brand and perhaps enter into a partnership with a friend or a colleague to start this company. And they'll talk about working together building a brand from the ground up, coming from a background working for larger brands and doing things much more nimbly and creating a community around their brand. So this episode is full of gems and nuggets for you hustler and entrepreneurs out there. I think you will find a wealth of information. Without further ado, here is Tom and Garrett. Hi, Garrett. Hi, Tom. How are you? Hi, Preston. Hi, Preston. Guys, doing I'm well. so happy Thanks. to... I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. I'm wearing my Alfex underwear, which is probably TMI for a podcast, but we're going to talk all about underwear. So <laughs> I hope everyone's ready. <laughs> you guys, um, I'm so proud of what you've done. And I know, Tom, you and I are just meeting. Garrett and I go back relatively long time through the fashion industry, through the influencer world, the creator world. But you guys founded Alfex, which uh, is a men's inclusive underwear brand that I am a big fan of. And Garrett, I have a question for you. I'd love to know how, because tell me a bit about how this idea came to be um, from being kind of a man about town that everybody knows, that creator, that face, that model that everyone waves hi to at a party. How did you go from being that guy to being the founder of a company with Tom? Well, you know, it's interesting to create, you know, you create your own brand, you know, the Garrett Swan being my own brand on social media that um, I got, you know, the fortune of, um, of uh, brand partnerships with all these brands and, and learning about their, um, the trajectory of their brands and how they, how they've grown and what they've done. And I've always, you know, always in the back of my head, I've wanted to do this. Um, my, my background is more about, I was an actor, I was on television, um, and, and, and I did that pretty well, but I, I think I wanted more. And, um, 
you know, I had met Tom about four years ago. We met at a To Exist event. And um, I walked in the room and, and he apparently recognized me from Instagram. He goes, I, th- I think you followed me. Am I correct? <laughs> That's what I I'm saying, Garrett. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone Anyways, knows you. Right. <laughs> so, and we just became instant friends. And, you know, I, you know, through the, through the um, partnerships I did do, I, it was always kind of like, why don't I do my own thing? And, and underwear was something I always was fascinated with because, you know, it was always about finding the right pair and the right fit. And, you know, I never was very satisfied myself with um, a lot of brands out there. And, um, and, and, I, 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 and it just was the perfect opportune time. And um, Tom and I, like within, what, 24 hours of each other had the same idea. And uh, uh, and it was it was kind of like a magical aha moment, and and now we are we are here, and uh, we have launched, and it's super exciting. Tom, tell me a little bit about that that interaction when you ran into Garrett from the Instagram interaction, no, and how that I, I, came to be. Sure, I, I joke about this all the time because it's true. You know, you, you meet people every now and then, and it feels like you've known them, like you know, your whole life, and that that was my takeaway from Garrett. I mean, we're, we're very different in many ways. We're learning more about that as we work together, of course. Yeah. But, yeah. but also I feel like, you know, we had parallel lives. And so um, Garrett felt like somebody I would have been friends with, you know, way back when. And so, um, I don't know, we just we just hit it off and then we went to dinner and and, and we stayed in touch. And, um, and as Garrett said, you know, I actually had left to exist and I was trying to decide what the next chapter of my life was going to be. And I said to Garrett, you know, I've been noodling this idea. And he's like, oh, my God, I've been thinking about the same idea. And, and <laughs> wow. that's how it happened. But I got to tell you, I've always worked for big brands, you know, whether it was, you know, to exist, Calvin Klein. And they're great. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it's been so freeing. To, to, to create something and not be encumbered by all of the rules, you know, in terms of you've got corporate overhead that you have to factor into costing mm-hmm. and you've got price points you have to hit for retailers. And so we just set out to make um, incredibly comfortable underwear that fits really w- well and not yeah. rely on gimmicks or shortcuts, you know, to get there. And, uh, and that's been our mantra and we've stayed true to that. Yeah. And you no, know, I think we're, we're really proud of, of, of the outcome thus far. Yeah, it's so, God, so many great th- nuggets you just said there. One, the first one, what I think is really interesting is the power of social media to make you feel like you really know these people, right? Like mm-hmm. you really feel like you knew Garrett. You feel like you come from another life together where you knew each other. I feel that connection with my customers and my brand. And then Garrett can then take that and connect with his followers on his brand. So that's interesting. And then the big brand thing, I totally feel you. I worked for Ralph Lauren 15 years, American mm-hmm. Eagle Outfitters. I know the, I know what you're talking. It's like trying to turn a cruise ship instead of a speedboat. And you're like, but we need to turn the kayak really fast. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. So are you seeing um, in the process of building the brand from the ground up, what was that like not having the support of the big brands or the the team size, whether it comes to branding, logo development, website, you know, because you rely on the big brands, you got people to do that stuff for you. Right. Right. <laughs> well, well I, I think it's like, it's the, you know, the fact that we get to build it from the ground up. That's mm-hmm. what was really exciting that we get to create a foundation of what the brand ethos is um, to the brand, um, you know, all the, uh, the assets that are involved. 
And, you mm-hmm. know, through, through social media, which I think has really influenced brands in a big, a big way, you know, in, in, and the way they advertise in the way they, um, they set out their um, campaigns. Everything is very influenced by social media, and um, more so. And to this day, and, and now we've got TikTok to com- uh, contend with, you know, because now Instagram's trying to be like TikTok, you know. Well, we have and you a- to contend with. You're a TikTok star. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, that that was that was kind of a fluke. I was told to do um TikTok and I had very few followers and within a few months and doing um numerous, numerous videos, I you know, that were apparently uh hitting the right algorithms, I you know, I grew pretty quickly. But you know, I think this kind of and Tom, you know, and I really had a lot of very deep discussions about what this brand was and and really how to and how it can be really elevated and different than what most brands are offering today, you know, and especially this whole concept of body positivity and, and being more comfortable in your own skin, because I think that's a big issue for men because men are, you know, we're, we're insecure creatures, you know, Mm -hmm. we, we, we have a lot of, um, we hold on to a lot of our demons and, and from that, uh, how can we build a brand that really um, projects that, um, to be a better human being, to be better, to get, to shed those layers of the artichoke and get to the heart. Right. And, and to be able to um, be a better man today. And that's really our brand story. Did you find, um, did you find a lot of that inspiration coming from your audience, your built-in audience on Instagram? Like were people messaging you, Garrett, about their needs and wants or their insecurities? And did that help build this brand? Did you kind of already have the focus grouping done essentially in that way because of social? Well, Tom can speak more about um, focus groups and I'll let him speak about that. But um, I did have a lot of interactions with my followers and you know, I feel like there's a social responsibility to um, to being when you're influencing per se. Is there? There's a responsibility to um, to really be authentic and be real and be honest with your audience. I think that's really, really, um, uh, really essential. Because yeah. um, if we're not, you know, people people are going to feel like we're pandering to them and lying to them. Mm-hmm. And 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 Tom, and you spoke to a lot of focus groups and talked to a lot of guys. Yeah, I just want to say one thing before I jump in on that. And you asked the difference between big brands and this. And one of there, there's a couple of um, one story that really comes to mind, and and it's humbling, right? You know, and and I've I've said that you know I always respected the teams that I worked with. Uh, now more so than ever. I bet. Um, me too. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like I said to Garrett, we don't need a designer. I know the millimeter waistband, like, you know, everything. So I I got this free, you know, subscription to Adobe Illustrator, you know, and there was like, I was supposed to make an acorn and it was supposed to take 15 minutes. Three days later, I was like, you know, we we need a designer, but also even factories. You know, I remember we got a bill and I called up our contact and said, you know, we don't pay for development samples. That's a cost of doing business. And honest to God, I love her to death. Without missing a beat, she said, "Call me when you have a business." You know, like it was like, so it's it's those types of things. But yep. as far as the focus groups and all of that, yeah, I've been involved in, in in a lot of them. And you know, where you're behind the glass and they don't know what brand it is. And yep. the reality is, we're simple creatures. You know, we, guys, nothing changes in all the years I've been in. Right? We want to be comfortable. 
Yeah, copper is king for, for guys. And so one of the things that I look at is, or Garrett and I looked at is the, believe it or not, the average waist circumference of a man in North America is 40 inches, average. Mm-hmm. And you would never know that by looking at assortments or marketing messaging that's out there. You know, because no. retailers want, you know, they always go towards the middle, right? So it's mediums and larges. And uh, if you fall on either end of that size spectrum, you know, you're SOL. And if you yeah. talk to the retailer, they'll say, oh, no, you know, we capture the need. But the reality is you don't know the need if you never had it to capture you're missing it. You know, what I mean? totally. So, and it's such a polar opposite from, I mean, I love to exist as well. And you obviously um, know them very well, having yeah. been part of the fabric of that company, but totally polar opposite. I mean, when you look at that brand from an output, right. it is 32 waist you know, uh, rock hard body, uh, gold standard of that fit, you know, uh, and this is totally different. What is that like for you? One of the things that we really wanted to do was to fit every size, like most yep. brands. And I'm sure you know this, you fit on a size medium fit model, and then you apply an algorithm up and down, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so the further you get away from the medium, the more the size is off. So we made a decision early on that we wanted to fit um, multiple sizes on on real guys, right? Not yep. fit models, and and we did that. And we, you know, we took the time, and, and COVID gave us more time than we ever thought we would have, you know, yep. to to, to um, do wear tests, to bring them back in, to tweak it. And you don't get that luxury with a big brand, right? You gotta you gotta get those samples for market. So it's go 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 go. And a lot of times it's you know proceed with these changes and go to bulk and then you cross your fingers and light a candle. Right. Right. And so we really had the time to go through all of that, but I'm sorry, Garrett, I I stepped on, on your toes. So I apologize. Uh, No, 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 no. Um, You know, it's really about uh, this identifiability um, in the marketplace. Like when you're talking about models that are like ripped up and cut up, like the majority of men, as Tom is saying, a 40 inch waist in the United States, like is the average, like guys can't relate to that. It's in, and it's, it relates to women. I mean, women go, oh, that guy's really hot, you know, Mm -hmm. and, but, but, and there are a lot of men who are fit, but you know, that can relate to that. But across the board, that's, it's not relatable marketing at all. Those days of, you know, I mean, we can feel sexy and we can portray sexy because sexy is, um, you know, I don't think sexy is really in right now. It's it's really about being a better human being. Like totally, a, it, a COVID has, uh, you know, this this pandemic has really taught us a lesson to be, um, you know, to look inward and to find those, you know, those 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 things in our life that are not working anymore and. And to and to project our insecurities and to get, you know, and to again, like get back to the heart. Let's go. Let's go inward. Let's take care of ourselves mentally, emotionally, physically and spiritually. And let's be, you know, how can we be better for not just ourselves? um, Because we have to be better for ourselves before we can be better for everybody else. And so. It's such an amazing um, segment and niche to dive deep into in the men's underwear space. I know I feel like I was missing it. Um, I used to style ad campaigns for Target and was always really proud of uh, the body positivity and the inclusion of casting that Target used to do even just a couple years ago. But now that you have that story and you have your niche and you have your message, um, and we've talked a bit about that, I, I think for people listening, it's interesting to hear a bit more about how the building blocks came together. So you've got Tom's expertise in this space. You've got Garrett's knowledge, um, reach, um, 
you know, forward facing personality. When once you came up with the idea and this story, like what what was the first thing? Like, is it like writing names down on a piece of paper? Is it like uh, talking about what styles you were going to offer? How from building it from the what was the first kind of steps you took to build this brand? Well, one of the things I've always appreciated is that Garrett and I complement each other so so much. Like I'm the type of the person I'm a noodler. Right. Like yep. I'm very happy with the spreadsheets. I can tweak a PL every which way from Sunday. And Garrett's a doer. And yep. so like which is great because he'll make appointments or call people. And I'm like, what do you mean we're talking to so and so tomorrow? I, I, you know, we're not ready. You know, like and so mm-hmm. it'll force me to, 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 to get ready. And I think what was terrific was um, there are some guardrails when it comes to, you know, underwear. Right. You know, um, the number one silhouette in North America is a boxer brief. Right. So you have mm-hmm. to have that. But we didn't know when we started where our guy was going to fall. We had a target demographic. But, for example, at Two Exist and Calvin Klein, the brief was was a much bigger percentage of the overall business than the boxer brief. And so, mm. so we didn't know, you know where, where we were going to shake out. And so we knew the silhouettes we wanted. We knew we wanted to be about comfort. We, we, um, we knew we wanted something that was new, but not a gimmick. There's so many brands out there. Garrett and I laugh, like two pouches to, you know, separate your kibbles and bits. There is no <laughs> man that I know that has ever had an issue with that, right? And they, and they create these solutions to the premium, strip down the rest of the product, and guys are disappointed. So, you know, we, we, we just started with, you know, yes, the building blocks, and then it was, how are we going to do this? And Garrett is, you know, he's just connected, right? Like he knows everybody. So it's like he found the designer, you know, um, and so and then through her, you know, I knew factories, but but we knew our minimums were going to be, you know, too small. So we really couldn't do business with them. So yeah. so it was relying on Anna and her contacts and everything fell into place. That's the one thing, you know, when when you think you're not going to be able to do it and money is tight, I, you know, we, we've just stayed the course and, and we've you know, we found a way to get here. There are days I don't I don't know how we did it, but but I'm certainly grateful for it. And so I think I think that's that's the key. It's just sitting down, breaking it into small bites, and then you know you got a, a Garrett who just goes, you know, and drags me along with it. <laughs> what about well, Garrett? If you, so these contacts that. Tom is talking about your contacts, your your golden Rolodex. Is there any fear or ever trepidation there about feeling like you've used too many phone of friends or, oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't reach out to this person. I met them at a party, but they they would be the right person that does X, Y, Z. Like, how do you get over that fear of the kind of cold call or the, hey, can you help me out thing? Because I think that's a big point of launching a brand is who you know and how comfortable you feel going out to them with an ask. The worst thing they can say is no. You know, and then and then, you know, that there's going to be somebody else that's going to say yes, you know, and and you you just you know, you you kind of have to go into this fearless, you know, you just have to jump in. And and at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, just go in and do it like I'm, you know, I, I, I don't myself back from asking favors or asking you know i want people to be a part of this but in and and i try to present it's like look be a part of this in the very beginning and i promise we will reward you you know it's like i i and and i hold true to that word and i think tom does too it's that you know we we've had a lot of help you know you know, we raised some capital, we, we got, you know, we got the, uh, the essential pieces, you know, we really, what it was is to identify who this guy was, right. And, mm. you know, 
and who and and what we were going to call this. And I think that the word alphax came from the word alpha. So our, our, our and we 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 tried to trademark alpha, but that didn't work because we like this idea of redefining uh, uh, the alpha male. This kind of guy today who wants to be better. So, you know, we, we, we played around with words and, and we, we liked the letter A. And so um, Alphex really kind of, it, it was Alphex at one time and then Alphex and then, cause we like what we, what we really were fascinated by was the chromosome that all men share that it, this isn't, this wasn't geared towards gay men or straight men or old men or young men. It was about every guy because you know, regardless of who we are at the end of the day, we're all men who share the same chromosome. We have feelings, we have, you know, we, we, we can build a community around this. And it was really about redefining what it is to be a man today. Because we've, we've had all these issues like toxic masculinity and um, the Me Too's and, you know, Black Lives Matter and, and Asian hate and all of these things that are happening. And how can we address this idea of saying, you know, being inclusive without preaching it, right? That we right. just are. It's just the, you know, we, we, we welcome every man in. We don't wanna, we don't wanna rule out anybody. We want everybody to be part of this journey with us. And, and going back to what you're saying, if, you know, you, you ask favors and you, you, you get people excited about what you're doing. It's really the passion behind the brand. And Tom and I are so passionate about this. Like I, I will, we have put like- I feel it I, every I, time we get together, I feel it pumping through you, which is something that only a founder feels, <laughs> right? And yeah. it's that special feeling right. that just radiates out of someone. Um, do you, and you know, I was a follower before I was a friend uh, and now I'm a friend and now interviewing you. What's the space like? Because I know I've gone through my own challenges in it of turning a follower into a customer. What's that process been like? And um, because I think for so many years, we were trained to hit a number on Instagram. And then you're mm -hmm. like, fuck that number. I need people to actually come and do X, Y, Z. I need them mm. to actually buy something. I need them right. to give me their data. I need them to sign up to my email list. I need to know their address, right? It's way past yeah. Instagram. What has that process been like for you in your since your kind of start? Well, I think it's been a really, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because people love the messaging. They love the story. I think because no one's seen a product in their hands yet. Once I, I have think, mine. Uh, you have yours. So you <laughs> yep. can attest. Yep. Can attest I mean, as I have a pair here ready for to show, but, uh, but, so you know, it, I, but I think it's once we get, I think it, it's, you know, it's really about getting people to trust mm -hmm. you, your vision um, and, and commit to it is, is really difficult because there is, people are fearful. They don't want, you know, they're very, they're very trepidatious about where they want to spend their money. And, yeah. uh, and we, you know, there's, there's a lot, I think once people get into in their hands, mm -hmm. they will they will know they will be hooked. You know, well, it's such and, a good uh, reason why Tom, why it's such a good pairing for you and Tom, because someone like Garrett or myself that spent a long time building trust and authenticity with yeah. random random people, sharing very vulnerable parts of our lives, whether it's our partner or our how we cook or where we go on vacation or milestones in our life, builds this bit of trust from our personal brand that yeah. then we can meet up with a Tom and say, Hey, let's start a real brand. So that inherent 
trust there. Do you think that's been a big um, factor, Garrett, in your in bringing kind of a, a new set of guys to the, your new brand? Uh, absolutely, because it's it's a new journey that I'm on. Because technically, I'm a business owner now. You know, yeah, I am. I right with Tom, and <laughs> that we're we have a we have a business that we we're building together, and it's really getting people excited about it. Um, I, I I think it's it one of the things is is to really kind of build a community around it, and mm-hmm. that's what I am excited to do down the road is yep. getting guy getting my audience to come out and and like. Feel, touch the product, feel the product, do do events around the product to get really be involved into the brand because it, I think the exp- I think people are sitting behind their phones and their laptops and they're not feeling like they're part of something. Right? There's a disconnect. There's a disconnect. I think from social media, we're we're you know I think that I, I get so many DMs, but and people want to like chat me up and stuff, and it's like let's get together in person. Let's I'd rather meet you in person. You know. Rather yep. than you asking me all of these random questions and um, and and having conversations because there's a disconnect. It's just like text messaging. I I like this. You know, I mean, Z- Zoom and 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 Google Meet have, have changed a lot, but it's still a disconnect, right? Totally. I like that. I love that human interaction. In fact, there was a a follower I did a picture of. Um, his name is Jordan, and he reached out to me and I asked him if I could take a picture of him. And he's a larger guy. And I asked if I could take a picture of him and I would like him to try on the underwear so he could see the fit and, and get his feedback. And he was lovely. And he, he was so nervous when he met me and I was just like, look, I'm just a person, you know, I'm not like, totally. I'm not, I'm not going to bite you. You know, <laughs> I get you that know? all the time. Having at the shop, people come in and they're so nervous. I'm like, I'm here to ring you up. Like I'm just yeah, working yeah, yeah. here, you know? Um, that's, that's amazing. I love that about the community. And and I think you're really onto something. I have a question for Tom about, um, because when I think of men's, um, legacy brands, obviously like to exist or Calvin Klein, or when I think the men's underwear category, I do wholesale does pop into my brain. What are your thoughts on maybe not as it pertains to your brand, but what's happening with wholesale and how they interact with little brands and cool new brands like ours, like mine and yours. Um, What do you think the future is there? You know, it's funny. I I think there's just been this seismic shift, right? And and COVID has, has just, you know, sped it up. And so, you know, I I think, you know, I, I, I love history, right? And I started to think about like, you know, when the department stores first started coming around in the 19th century, and it was like one place where you could buy, curated product, you know, mm-hmm. across different categories. And, and, and it's become, you know, <clears throat> there's so few left, right? You know, they've all been gobbled up. And um, those, those that are left, it's now about these mega brands. And there's really no choice. There's no, there's yeah. no selection anymore. And so one of the things that, that we wanted to do was, was to, to replicate like a boutique, if you will, online. And so try to remove those barriers that, that, that keep people from purchasing things online, particularly mm-hmm. underwear that you can't try on, right? So yeah. how can we make it easier for you to, 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 to make a purchase? So we, we took a, um, a um, size recommender that was out there on the marketplace, but we customized it, right? And so we actually <clears throat> wrote the questions and we included subjective questions because sizing is also subjective, right? Right. Our tech designer used to tell me all the time, you're a large, you know, and I'd be like, but no, I wear medium, you know, because I like things that are just a little more supportive, a little more tight, you know? Yep. And uh, and so th- there's that element that you would never 
get in a measurement. So we did things like that. There's also, um, you know, we didn't want shipping to get in the way of, of making a purchase. So we offer free shipping on any domestic purchase, flat rate on international. We also have a be assured guarantee because the reality is we, we avoid superlatives. You know, there's brands out there that say, I'm the best, I'm the most comfortable, you know. A lot of that right now, especially in this DTC space, the best X you'll ever try. And it's you like, know, where's the asterisk? Where's the proof? Like, says who? Right. The rea- here's the reality. We're not going to be for everybody, right? Like, I mean, like, there's no, unless we were making bespoke underwear, you know, we're all different. And and, and our size range <laughs> essentially goes from a 26 to a 46, right? Yep. So there's guys still on, you know, on either end of that that we hope to get to eventually. But, yeah. but, for the, but, but we want to get it right first. Yep. And we want to let people um, tell us what they think about the brand versus us saying, we are this, we are that. Because as Gareth said, I've sat through a lot of focus groups. And there's one thing that, that, that you know, there's stereotypes out there, right, about millennials. Some of them are true, right? <laughs> there's suspicion against corporate, you know, corporate motives, right? And yeah. people have said flat out to, to, uh, to me, like, I'm sick and tired of brands that wrap a pink ribbon around themselves in October and a rainbow in June. And are they pandering for money or do they really care? And so, yeah. you know, we just have to demonstrate what we're about, right? Whether it's yeah. uh, the influencers we pick, the guys that we choose, because you can't represent everybody, you know, at, at yeah. one time. And so, you know... We, we, we want to get it out there. We know we're going to F up, you know, and yep. when we do, we're going to admit it. Right. And so, in fact, we were offering a, um, a pre-order discount. There's two of us. Right. So shit's going to happen. Excuse my friend. No, but yeah, I, of course. the next morning I went on and there was still like a discount on one one part of the site. And so anybody that purchased during that window, even though it didn't ring up, we just automatically, you know, refunded them the difference because we we just want to do right by people. And um, yeah, that's yeah. my I've uh, it's so funny. That's literally leading up to this question. I ask everybody about um, God, how did we go through almost 30 minutes together already? I could talk to you guys for hours. This is so fun. <laughs> um, I share the the sentiment totally. on those mess ups because I've had plenty of them. Is there a do either one of you have um, a, a moment, uh, a branding moment, whether it's in this brand or a previous brand of yours that you felt like was a major brand branding fail that turned out to be such a brand blessing in the process of building or or growing a business? I think Garrett alluded to this before. I mean, w- one of the things we're so new here that, it, you know, we haven't had major failures yet. And I use yet, you know, but <laughs> yeah, but one of them was was the name of the brand. Right. I swear in my next life, I'm going to be a trademark attorney because it seems like every word has been trademarked. And so I went through I, I'm on like the name that I thought of all my products that I thought would be the, the my least favorite. And there, that's what I got through the trademark attorney. Exactly. Right? So we ended <laughs> yeah. up with Alpex after like, you know, a, a, a list of others. And, and I'm so glad we did, because to, to Garrett's point, there's this there's this um, notion of what it means to be an alpha, which can have certain connotations. We want to redefine it. X is a strong letter. You know, it's, it's studies have been shown that people are drawn to the letter X, right? And it also mm-hmm. connotes change. It's the chromosome that men and women share. It's 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 an action uh, letter. And so the combination together, <clears throat> we think is, is really strong. And, and, you know, that's one of those happy accidents because that's not where we started, mm-hmm. but um, the situation is where, where, where we ended up and, and we couldn't be happier. I and we... And we, um, you know, and we love the, you know, we do, we, we hired a, um, a young designer um, that was, um, was graduating from SVA and um, someone I knew. And 
uh, he he knocked it out of the park. All of our branding, like it was, it was we we were a little nitpicky on a couple of things, but he like knocked it out of the park, and it was so like it just felt it felt fresh and modern. And the the logo stamp on the um, on the waistband, we didn't want to have this big Alfax, you know, all over everything. That the that the the brand stamp became a design more than just it's the A and the Alpha, but it's inverted, and it just gave it this beautiful design. And it was like, and it was as simple as that. And and it's rememberable. You know, we want people to walk away like remembering us. You know, when they see that brand stamp, they know that 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 um, signifies Alpex. I mean, look at all the major corporations who have done that, like from Target. I mean, the, everybody totally. knows the bullseye. You know. And you, and I you spent really... like I was examining, I was looking at all the finishing touches of what you're talking about when I first got the underwear that you gifted me, and it's done really well. It's done really, right. really well. It seems like a simple garment, and I know we're running out of time, but we put a lot of thought into things that that you may not notice, right? And and so you know whether it's the the um, the, the percentage of modal for softness and spandex for recovery, you know I'm on a personal mission to end men's visible. Um, binding lines, right? Like an unboxer brings under, under trousers. So we have a simple turn back, right? So it's, it's really smooth, stays in place, but you don't see that. We, we love this idea of inspiration. So we have a tear away inspirational quote, you know, on the, on the inside, it's so cute. as well like as a fortune cookie, as well as really the um, labels, because guys hate labels. They're uncomfortable. And we didn't want to do a heat stamp because we think that that looks kind of messy. So mm-hmm. we came away with it out with this uh, clean tear away. We have like, there's a gusset for more support, you know, in room, in a boxer brief. There's just all of these bells and whistles. We even have a locker loop so you can be tidy and hang your underwear up. But the one thing that's not gimmicky that we didn't know how it was going to go over. And so far we're, we're exceeding our expectation is this idea of two leg widths. It's something we all know as guys from denim. Like you can buy an athletic fit or a slim fit or whatever. But for some reason, it's never existed in underwear. And, you know, you can have a medium waist. And big legs, either genetically or because you work out. And so guys were forced to choose between a baggy waist and comfortable legs or, mm. or tourniquets on their legs, you know, and, and, and a waist that fits. And, you know, we, we, we planned it like, I don't know, like 18% of the buy thinking, you know, we'll expand. It's like 25%, you know. And so guys yeah. are really responding to that as, as a true need. And so yeah. we couldn't be more excited. And we think that the time is now for, for the men's market. You know, women's has been doing this for a while with brands like Third Love and NYX. And nobody's really been moving on on inclusive sizing and body positivity in men's. And so um, it's time. I love what you're doing. I think the key for all of our listeners, um, I know what I'm thinking about, is constantly innovating, uh, whether it's a personal brand or a product launch that you are developing. But innovate, talk to your community develop a community um, and strive for the best product that you can deliver and all the, all the hurdles are, will be worth it. Right. <laughs> You'll still have can plenty to come. I know I do. Can I get can an I amen get up it? in here? Can I get <laughs> totally. <an> hey, um, <laughs> Garrett, we're out of time, but how can everybody find more, uh, find your brand online? So they can go to alphex.com, A-L-P-H-X.com. Um, or they can um, they can shop either on Facebook or Instagram at B Alphex. So it's B E A L P H X because we wanted this kind of directional marketing. So um, is to be that Alphex guy. So B Alphex. 
Congratulations, guys. I'm going to be a you. lifelong underwear customer. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks Tell so much. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. For more on the show, you can find us on Instagram at Brand Me Podcast or at Preston Conrad. Be sure, of course, to rate, review, and subscribe and share on social. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you next week. <laughs>